0: yo what's going on y'all it's your boy so so in case you ain't no so and welcome back to another episode of sports with so so make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast as we're on all streaming platforms follow us on social media at sports with So podcast and if you do those two things guess what you're halfway into the running of the giveaway that's right you go to the instagram post you like it tag two friends and you're automatically entered to win one of those three dope prizes y'all This week, we recap an amazing UFC 259, we catch up with Chelsea as they continue their unbeaten streak, and you know we bring in that local flavor, that's right, we give you some latest Dolphins news, we catch up on a big signing for the Marlins hopefully, and we check up on the heat as they're ready to come back after the All-Star break. Let's go! Yo,
1: 305 Day was lit.
0: It was really lit, dog. Let me tell you, when I pulled up to Empire, you know... It was pretty cool because he had his pop-up event, which had a lot of local vendors and stuff like that. Shout-out to my boy, Frisco, And I didn't expect there to be so many people. But I was like, damn, there's a lot of people here, you know? People were really representing through or five days. So I went in there and got myself some stuff also. But it was a dope vibe, dope, cool thing. And uh, the giveaway's still alive, so we'll see. You picked
1: see. it up, right? You picked up all the, Everything. All the giveaways that day?
0: I'm kind of... Having buyers remorse, right? Where I'm like, damn, I should have bought two of everything. Just just Shh, for just myself. To have it for yourself. Just to have it myself.
1: So I remind everybody we're about the giveaway in case they uh they, for sure. they don't know.
0: All you guys gotta do is if you're listening, you're already one step ahead. You gotta click that subscribe button on whatever podcast streaming platform you're using. Go to the post, like it, follow the Instagram, comment, and leave two friends. That's right. In Just the two friends. That's
1: all you gotta do. Just tag and two people that you know would want one of the other two prizes because we got three of them. You know, so dude, real one for dope. That Hurricanes one book for bag is friends. hard. Dog, I, I, honestly, dog, I like that Tumblr with right? the logos all at the bottom and stuff. And that and your logo looks clean and shit on it too.
0: Absolutely, bro. I already hit him up on the side, like, hey, big dog, we're gonna work on that project. <laughs> you know, shout Let out to my boy Dripping Racks, but I was that. like. You know, I was like, "Yo, we're gonna we're gonna work on something else soon." So I already got something else cooking for the I know it's a
1: one but we're gonna need a two or two here, maybe a three or three. Yeah, I got you. Them. I got you. I got you. We're going to make it happen, dog.
0: But how was your weekend, man?
1: Dude, it was it was lit. I mean, it, I know it's not 305 day no more, but it felt like it was still 305 day, even in Orlando this weekend. No doubt. I was out there playing golf, representing Miami, Miami Golf Bros. Stand up, baby. Was, Miami Golf Bros. Go follow dope.
0: those guys right now, man.
1: Super dope, man. I, I got to play in that charity tournament on Saturday, uh, PGA Memes Challenge.
0: Yeah, those people are pretty funny, bro, when it comes to golf stuff. I like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, P- Travis, PGA Memes, he's the, he's the king of literally pga memes or golf related memes (laughs) and stuff like that um and it was cool because there were just a bunch of other guys there that you know run pages and have like you know, social media presences in, in the golf community and stuff that were all there just for the common goal of meeting other people, networking, and, baby. Yeah, networking and playing golf, right? Having a good time. That's what's up. And it was awesome. We walked away with a bunch of prizes. You know, we 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 drank for free all day. Oof! It was kind of a bit of a debauchery. Nice. Nah, I saw you hit room. the you hit <laughs> <But> a drive <laughs> off the the, off the portable B box. Yeah, yeah they man. Had, they had a ton of sponsors. A ton of giveaways. I ended up walking away with a perfect practice. Wait, putting wait, wait.
0: Yeah, for sure. That that thing is hard, bro. Yeah. I'm going to have to, you know. We got to get in a little practice session after gotcha, the podcast. Doug. But I wanted to ask you something. How did the Honor Palmer taste? Was it like a fountain of it? Did they have it in like... Um. Every single dispensary, like you, I you sanitize your hands and then boom, here's a free Arnold Palmer. We're
1: actually like nine dollars a pop. Damn, and they were going down like regular Arnold Palmers. Absolutely. Um, they didn't really have. I don't feel like they had too much alcohol content because I was double fisting them at one point. Got gotcha. you. They were refreshing. They just tasted like a regular Arnold Palmer, like the one you were just drinking, the Arizona one. Yeah. And it was just, I, it was, they had a little bit of alcohol, but it wasn't, it wasn't overpowering or nothing. It was just really refreshing. The day Sunday, so Sunday was beautiful. It, it was weird because Saturday for the, the, the tournament that I played in, it was overcast all day. You know, it was about to rain, you know, right on the cusp, but it didn't rain, thankfully. And we got to play all Shout 18. Shout out to Florida weather, baby. Sunday, sure enough, in typical Florida fashion. All of a sudden, we got 60-degree weather in Orlando and Oof. not a cloud in the sky, dude. Beautiful day. It was a beautiful day. The wind was ripping. Um, you know, I got to follow Bryson DeChambeau around. Uh, and shout over, out you know, to him to winning the, Sunday, the little tourney too, which man. Was, yeah. Which was awesome because he, he was, he started off the day in, uh, in second place and, and, um, he ended up winning the tournament. We got to follow him around for, for the majority of it. My first, uh, PGA tour event, actually a pretty cool event, pretty, pretty cool experience. Dope. Pretty dope. So it was all in all a great weekend, bro. I don't know. How about you? How was your weekend?
0: It was a pretty dope, bro. I actually got to spend some time, you know, getting my golf game, right. You know, I got to play on Sunday, uh, hit the mini put on Saturday, but sp- Saturday night was really fun because I got to sit back, you know, enjoy some of the all-star activities and stuff like that.
1: I didn't catch any of the all-star activities. I don't know.
0: Because it wasn't as hype. Who won know? the dunk
1: contest? I don't even know, man. All right. We'll just you keep know? it moving.
0: And I didn't. I don't know because it didn't call my attention, you know. It didn't call my attention. I felt like they kind of rushed everything. But whatever. It is what it is. Um, I know that Steph won the three-point contest. I saw I, that. I saw that. He broke a record I or caught something. caught that. The kid is sick. Yeah. You know
1: gotta love stuff man gotta
0: love that guy you know your boy your boy came in second
1: oh my boy mike conley yeah i'm the newest mike conley fan mike conley if you listen to this podcast i'm your newest fan
0: absolutely um and he's a lefty which was fun to see a lefty you know shooting in three because it's definitely harder but it was cool i what i really enjoyed the most were the ufc fights because I felt like each championship fight, and even the fight before that, uh, the, the last, the last fight of the prelims, that Dominic Cruz fight,
1: it was a hell of a card. If you guys did not catch that, you missed out,
0: bro. You guys missed out because there was. Literally nonstop action in each of those fights. And some some of them were very impressive, you know, very impressive. Like the Dominic Cruz fight. The Dominic Cruz fight was really impressive because he hadn't fought in like almost two years.
1: It's a long time.
0: Yeah, and he's 35 now. So that ring rust is real. And And he went in there and took care of business, finished buddy, and really, really looked dominant. Really looked like refreshed. So to see him like kind of coming back and getting back into the rhythm of fighting is pretty dope. The one bad part of the evening was the Peter Yan versus Aljamain Sterling fight because it kind of ended yeah. in in a whack fashion, you know. So that was
1: the first of the three title fights that night, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Peter Yan was, you know, the uh, the champ. You got Aljamain Sterling that was coming in to to Number turn, one try to take him over, yeah. And he, I thought he started off hot. I thought he came in with a lot of, you know, a lot of aggression and stuff like that, and and he was landing on on a lot of strikes. Um, But then I feel like he tapered off towards, you know, the middle to the end of the, the, like, the the fight, in my opinion. I felt like he was, like, giving his back, you know, willingly to Peter Jan, doing those, like, spins and stuff. His hands, like I saw in the fourth and fifth round, were were down a lot. Kind of low. And then Peter Jan was just, you know, taking him down at will. I think he was 7 for 7 on takedowns.
0: Yeah. But I think that Jan realized that he was down in the fight. Because if you look at the strikes, Right you'll see that Sterling had the advantage and used it to his advantage yeah he was throwing a bunch of wild shit and they really didn't connect but what it did was throw Jan off his game plan and Sterling was able to really implement his game plan or whatever he wanted to do to make Jan uncomfortable because he hit him you know he hit him a bunch of times he he had a good takedown defense at some point he let him take him down there and even when he had him down there Jan didn't want to be down there because he knew that he would have been in Sterling's world. So he was comfortable standing up and like trading with Jan because he knew he wasn't going to be, get finished. Right. So I felt like Sterling was winning that fight, at least points-wise, right? Um, had he done anything spectacular? Not necessarily, but he definitely controlled the fight. And he definitely was the better striker of the two throughout the fight. I just feel like Jan realized, hey, I'm down. I need to start being more assertive. And kind of like doing takedowns and, and trying to gain points to win the round, you know, because I think he did win the third round and Aljamín was winning the fourth round before the disqualification when he, you know, unfortunately yeah, so, needed him.
1: So then, you know, we're talking 30 seconds left. This was a, a five five round bout. Yep. And we're talking 30 seconds left and a five, you know, the, the, In the fifth championship round. fight. Yeah, man. championship fight, fifth round, 30 seconds left and. You know, Peter Jan ends up hitting him with an illegal knee. Now, and let me talk, explain talk, it. Tell me about that. To walk us through the illegal knee.
0: So they're kind of like in the middle of the octagon, right? And Aljamain Sterling is is down because, he, again, he's trying to bring Jan down to, to his world in order to start his jiu-jitsu, right, and really work him. Jan is holding him, like, kind of up, right? Like, has his hands around his head or whatever. And you can hear his corner... Yelling at him, obviously, they're yelling at him in his native language, and I didn't know what he was saying at the time. Jan is processing it, and as he's processing it, he throws the knee right,
1: right with Al Sterling down, hand, both hands down, hand, both hands down. And, and the referee and had just said,
0: and the referee had just said, Hey, you know, he's a downed opponent, meaning, you know, like right. you said, both his hands are down, and Yan you know, unfortunately reared back and needed the shit out of Sterling, hit him right in the temple. You know, immediately the ref called the stop to the fight because he saw that it was an illegal blow. You know, Sterling tried to recover, but you can tell that he was fucking out of it, man. His his eyes were glazed. Like, he was having a hard time focusing.
1: And it took them a second to actually, to, you know actually call the fight because they had stopped the fight to your point, but it took them a while and I I heard I saw, I saw, heard Rogan talking about it. He was like, well, I don't know Dude, why they're not calling the fight already. It's an illegal knee. That's an immediate disqualification. DQ
0: immediately because number one, like I told you earlier, Yan is the champion. He knows the rules. This is not your first fight in the yeah. UFC. Yeah, You absolutely. know the rules. You're a, right? you're a professional. Like your ring, your, your corner, they know the rules. Correct. Everybody in your camp knows the rules. So for you to hit that guy with the knee it's kind of a low blow and you knew what you were doing. Right. Do you regret it? Absolutely. But it still was on purpose. And that means for disqualification. And that's what happened. So, Sterling won the title.
1: Let me ask you this, then. You know, he, he wins the title by DQ. How do you feel about that? Does he deserve a rematch? Instant rematch. Okay. Instant rematch. And in they there. both
0: said it, you know, like even Sterling left the belt yeah. in the ring. You yeah. know, he he didn't want it. He didn't want Yeah, him, I'm so. sure
1: he had mixed emotions over that, but I, I'm with you there. I think that I think it was a good fight, and yeah. um, I think that they deserve a rematch. So
0: For sure. Hopefully, uh, they do it quick. Uh, right? I'll tell
1: you who doesn't deserve a rematch right away, at least <laughs> not right now, and that's <laughs> Megan Anderson. Shout out to Megan Anderson. Uh, Amanda Nunes did her thing. First round, <laughs> two minutes <laughs> what's into what's the fight.
0: What's sad is that we can't even talk about her too long, right? Because... All we can say is the same things we've always it's... said. She's dominant. She's the best ever, right, in yeah. in women's history ever. Like, no comparison, no other league. It doesn't matter. She's number one, and she's probably the, like, top five MMA male or female of all time either. You know? Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. She's the GOAT. Yeah. And it was light work literally she was. Beat, she beat the shit out of her and then she was like submitted oh, I'm, the shit out of her submitted her quickly and was like all right I'm done I'm ready to go home hey by the way meet my baby you know here's my baby in the ring I just kicked your ass say hi to my baby and you know it's funny at the time but she's just so great and she even said herself she's like now i'm I'm a different hungrier person i have something to fight for i have something to live for right so if you thought that i was dangerous before now i'm a mama a mama uh, lion you know because her thing is lioness she's like i'm a mama lion now i have a cub now you got to come see me because i'm protecting my cub and i'm like oh shit well Who who who's even gonna fight her? (laughs) It's
1: it's like if she didn't have enough going for her already, now she needs to have another reason to go out there and kill people.
0: Like, oh shit, you guys are coming (laughs) after my baby. Now I gotta defend her for real. She's
1: like Michael Jordan just making shit up. Like, no, nobody said anything about your baby. Relax. We love your baby.
0: Seriously, dude. Like, who is she gonna fight? You know? She vengo. Nobody. And she beats her and then what?
1: Honestly? If uh, they don't rematch sterling and yan i think she should fight peter Jan. <laughs> i mean she can do it bro she can t- she could take some of those guys i think
0: it would be an interesting thing to see right in any competition like that that's male combat uh fighting combat not male necessarily males right but a male versus female that gets into way deeper topics that i don't even want to touch
1: yeah absolutely but I'm just that. saying, I mean, she's she's just taken she every, just, there's no, um, every woman that's been out there, every female fighter has been out there that's been promising or, talent. you know, they have talent, don't get me wrong, but have been promising and a challenger, per no, se, it doesn't she exist. has just ran right through them like the juggernaut in X-Men running through walls. <laughs> the like, juggernaut, just, bitch. Yeah, there's just no, like, stopping her, man. And and that's why if you listen to Uncle Joe last week and you bet your rent money on Amanda Nunes, you, you made walked money. away with you, a crisp pundo. And I hope you're eating some ice cream right now. But Absolutely. Talk to me about the main event. What did you think about Oof. Jan? Hold on, Jan Blö No, man, we were saying it wrong this whole time. It's uh, Bla Blahovich. I'm close. Blahovich, I Black think something we- like that. And and uh, Israel Stabender Adesanya. What did you think about that fight for the light heavyweight? Will- for light me,
0: heavy for me, right? I was very intrigued in coming into the fight because I was like, "Well, let's see how you know Adesanya looks at a heavier weight." because John walks around that that way. He's obviously the champ. You know, he's a big dude. So he's not really sweating it like Israel, Israel had to, to jump up. Right. And even then, he walked into the ring, and I'm like, damn, he looks skinny. Buddy, yeah, looked, other guy walks into the ring, and I'm like, well, this shit he is... A, he looked bigger, You know, sure. he's going to wear him down. He's like, fuck you. I could take your punches. You know, you're not going to finish it And he me. did. And he, he did took everything. Down. Yeah, he took them all.
1: And then it was the first time that I've seen, that we've seen Style Bender have to go so long in a fight yep. like that. And then we saw him get tired. We saw him, you know, slow, way slower in way the slower. fourth and fifth rounds. The,
0: the moment the third round came, right, and uh, Blakowicz, right, was able to to put his weight on him and grab him, throw him against the fence and, like, push him and punch him, that's when I knew, like, oh, shit, Stout in trouble because he's not going to be able to finish this guy. He's not... He's tired. And, and I'm not saying that... You know, he was endangered of being knocked out or anything like that. But you could tell that it was evident. There's no way that he can hang with these big boys. You know, and look, he outstruck Adesanya by eighty-five punches in the whole fight, you know, including significant strikes. Right. 107 to 78. That's a twenty nine strike huge difference. difference. That's a huge difference. Especially for somebody of his caliber.
1: Exactly. And in a championship fight like that, like it was like that.
0: Dude, a major issue for, for Adesanya to to be at that weight class right now
1: but i'll tell you what though i think this is the best thing that could have happened to to stylebender absolutely is this loss yeah and i I think i I think a lot of people would agree with me because of the fact that he's seen so much success and he's ran through so many people he didn't get his ass whooped all right he definitely put up a fight and he lasted all five rounds you know with the champion the light heavyweight champion and now he saw what he needs to do to take his career and his fighting game to to the the next next level.
0: No, and and see what it really takes to compete at that level. That weight class is not a joke. Some heavy hitters, big guys, guys who are 230 pounds cutting weight Mm -hmm. to make the 205. You know what I mean? not
1: walking around 199.
0: No, dude. And then fight night, guess what? They're back up at 220, you know, so... It's a big difference, and, and, and naturally, most of those guys are taller, you know. And, and you know, Adesanya was taller, but you could tell that the weight on the muscle mass is just a big difference. So, real quick, I want to give a shout-out to the Panthers. They're playing right now, so hopefully they're able to win this game. They're up right now 3-1, to one, and they're playing um, Columbus Blue Jackets, so... Let's see if they can finish it off.
1: We need to, man. We uh, we just had a loss, didn't we? Didn't yeah. we just lose one of our last games? We did,
0: we did. But that's okay because they've been on a real hot streak yeah. as of late, so I'm not even mad at the Panthers. I just want them boys to keep winning. We're going to keep showing them love, and and hopefully they keep making us look good, bro.
1: Yeah, we dropped. Were, it looks like we're third in the division right now. So It's all right. One game losing streak, but we can turn that around as long as we, we get this win right now. Remember, Florida
0: style. I said it in the 305-day episode. Mm-hmm. I was like, Florida style for all of those sports teams to be dangerous dangerous once we're in the playoffs like for, forget how the exactly. season went it's like once we're in the playoffs like be careful because we could fuck around and start some shit you know which is pretty dope
1: so uh, talking about playoffs Ooh. talk to me about again because I, I, again i'm i i do not know all this stuff what's up with chelsea because i know that they they just won a game and it's looking like they're in some sort of playoff contention or the race or something massive, talk to me about this
0: massive massive results as they say in england massive massive results Beautiful. um we beat liverpool at Liverpool, which they're definitely struggling, you know, yeah, right huge. now, which was a huge win. We got the win Two right there. 0 One no, zip. one zero. One zip. And, my, and our boy, Mason Mount, you know, he's the one yes, who sir. scored the goal because he was able to get a really nice maneuver, a step over, push the ball to his right, get away from the defender, and just slot one beautifully from the outside of the box into the far right corner. So, Liverpool's a great team, right? They're a great team. And, honestly, all of those injuries are really starting to catch up to them. Right, and the rest of the league is starting to catch up to them because we see how good Manchester City is. We see how good Manchester United is. They just beat City recently, so... Everybody's winning, you know, everybody's competing and beating the top teams, so it's not like an easy race. And for Chelsea to get a big win on the road like that, right. Especially with the new manager, Tucho
1: time, yo, it's been Tucho time, it's
0: been Tucho time, and he's really responded. You know, right now, we're eight wins, three draws, no losses in his first 11 games.
1: That's uh, that's some money. This guy's right
0: breaking there. records in the EPL. Oh, no, and shit. as for a going more than 10 games as your start in the EPL without a loss and B, and having five straight home games without a loss.
1: That's crazy.
0: Wins at that. So, so he's doing something right. He's doing something right, you know, and he has the train going in the right direction with the right motivation, and all the guys are believing in him because he's shuffling the system left and right. The system is saying the same, quote-unquote, but the players that are playing are moving. You know, there's some sta- stalwarts in there that you're like, okay, you're definitely not getting rid of, of you know, Mason Mount. You're definitely gonna keep uh, Hudson doy on the field. Christensen right now is playing amazing. You know you definitely have uh, Dave as the on the on the field. But everybody else, it's easy to rotate those guys in an and out and keep the team firing. They did that against Everton recently, beat them 2 zip, which was another major result because they were a game in pocket and they were right behind Chelsea with one point. So yeah. now we got some That's what separation. I was ask
1: you, weren't they right behind them?
0: Yeah, they were. And, but we were able to get that separation, you know, so it doesn't matter. Again, it's just 2-2 time right now, and Chelsea is firing on all cylinders, bro. Now,
1: wasn't West Ham ahead of Chelsea last time that we, we, we talked?
0: Correct, but they took a loss so against they lost, Manchester
1: City. Chelsea wins, beats Everton 2-zip, yep. and now they got a one-goal advantage, 28-27 Correct. over West Ham. So now
0: we're ahead. So that's, that's good. Which is really good because we still have a game that we got to play against West Ham coming up in the near future. But even still, it just breeds the confidence, and it shows that these guys are playing with that confidence, you know, because we got a big game on Saturday against Leeds. Luckily, it's a 7.30 game for me, so you know me, dog. I like to wake up early, you know, get my breakfast in and just chill and and watch my my team play and win. But more importantly, they have the big game against Atletico Madrid in the Champions League, and they're currently up one zip, and we're playing at home. So that's a huge, huge matchup, you know. It's a huge matchup, and... if the team is playing like this, there's no way that I, I feel bad going into those games or feeling like, damn, we're gonna lose this game. You know, it's the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. I feel very confident about how Chelsea's playing right I now. I do.
1: Well, I, I know we're, you know, we're, we always like to talk about Chelsea, and that's kind of the main focus of our our EPL discussion. But uh, I don't know if this is relevant or not. But talk to me about what's going on with Barcelona right now, because I know there's Oof. some stuff going on off the field yep. as far as like. Uh, uh, some you know some of their owners or ex owners or ex managers are in trouble right now with the league and whatnot. Right, the
0: director of the of their business and their pers- personnel and stuff like that.
1: But besides that, I know that you also talked about Messi. Yes. So I want to talk about both of those things.
0: Well, when it comes to Barcelona, you almost have to mention Messi, right? Because to to mention one without the other is is redundant. Um. So what happened was they recently had somebody vacate that position who, who's the director of their football operations and decides what to do with whatever with whatever it is right he's the director and the rest is a board so he has the majority of the say. and a lot of people didn't like that last guy that was in charge because he was upsetting Messi. because he had gotten rid of players he didn't invest in the team properly he was just trying to like go against other nods other suggestions and stuff like that and was just focused on himself so the city right which owns the team they were fed up. They wanted that guy out of there. So they voted to get him out. And then they obviously had to vote somebody new. And it was big news because Messi actually went with his oldest son. I think his name is Mateo. And they went to go vote because he's a citizen in the city. And that club means that much to him. So he went to go vote and whatever. They have the new guy. I believe his name is Laporta. And a lot of people like him. You know, a lot of people like him, including Messi. But what it, what does it mean for the future, Right. Messi's is getting older. The team is financially broke, like straight up and down broke because of those bad investments that they've made, and they well, don't. Well,
1: not re- because just because of that, but I, I was referring to something else all entirely, which is basically that there was news that some ex officials or ex executives from Barcelona are being—they're uh, go- going they're after being them right indicted. now. Because of the fact that they had come up with this scheme to basically uh, take, mouth take them the, and stuff like take that. Take the 2016 election approach and like social, like use social media to manipulate certain things, including like a draft, like a player's draft stock or like tradability. Like so, like they formed these groups to like badmouth them and talk shit about them, so that it, it would ruin their reputation and their brand, and then now it would lower the the cost of that player.
0: The guy was a jerk, bro, because he was using those like that's crazy those man. type of media outlets and whatnot to do those type of things and really you know mess people up and say you know what i don't really like this guy or you know what this guy's talking shit about me to the press or saying how i don't really do this or that i'm gonna find another way to get rid of him right so that's
1: where the vote came and they voted him out
0: and a lot of shady shady shit and a lot of those guys are being investigated like i said and they're being indicted right now on those type of charges right so it's it's uncertain at this point what type of Impact that's going to have on the branding of Barcelona, right? And, wh- right, right? and the moves that have been made because contracts are signed and stuff like that. They still have those players, you know? It's not yeah, like I you mean, could just the, the exchange them. Um,
1: football club in the world, right?
0: Yeah, but it's not like you could just exchange players like that and say, oh, well, I pay $80 million this for this guy. You give me $90 million. It just doesn't work like that. Right. You know, so they're going to have to find a way to keep Messi happy, right? Pay him what he deserves to be paid because he's obviously the guy so i don't know how they're gonna do it man and, and a lot of the barcelona sp- fans that i speak to some of them are confident some of them are worried and if i was a fan i'd be worried too because he's everything you got as a club yeah. you know for for all the great talents that have been on that team and the amazing amazing uh titles great teams and all type of stuff that that franchise has it really doesn't mean shit without messi yeah. Because he is the legend.
1: No, I've I've been to the stadium. I got the chance to go to Barcelona, nope. and, and I got to go to the chance to got the chance to go to the stadium. And yeah, Messi over there is God. Like that that guy is literally like bigger Come on, than he's Jesus himself. He's everything. He's everything.
0: He's everything. So they have to find a way to keep him. You know, couldn't they do it? Yeah, they're gonna have to find a way. It's gonna be hard. Yep. And all the while, they have to continue winning. You know, because they have a big game coming up. They're playing. PSG, and they're down 4-1. Is Neymar still regular. play for PSG? Yeah. I think he's still injured. He hasn't come back yet. But that's a tough matchup. You're, you're going into the second leg down 4-1, and you kind of have to win like 4-zip, mm. you know? Which, it can be done, I and mean, they've won big games, you know, and you it. have Messi, and they've made big comebacks against PSG, and PSG have, have had big comebacks made against them by other great teams, so who knows, right? It's soccer. Like, even today, uh, FC Porto, They had a hell of a crazy game with Juventus. They ended up playing to a 2-2, 3-2 game, but ended up winning 4-4 on aggregate, which was pretty crazy. You know, that's the the magic and the drama of Champions League. Borussia Dortmund, you know, the club that Pulisic played for before he came to Chelsea. uh, They won a big game today, or actually tied a big game against Sevilla 2-2, but actually went ahead on on aggregate 5-4, thanks to their young stud, who they're going to lose eventually, Aaron Haaland, who's just a one the kid, kid's 19 years old, has the most goals this year in Champions League.
1: Damn, what a beast.
0: No, the kid's a beast, you know? And again, he's a free agent. People talk about him going to Chelsea and the possibilities of that.
1: I bet you, you said he's 19? 19, what man. What has he playing since he was like, professionally, since he was like 16, 15? He probably
0: had a soccer ball at the age of six months. Oh,
1: no, no. I mean, professionally, though. Was he, how no. Long he, he's probably like a four-year veteran already at 19.
0: Believe it or not, bro, a lot of those kids, man, they play at a real young age in the big stage, you know. So for him to be playing at 15 years old, 14 years old against guys who are 20, 22, 25. For sure. That's like definitely. It's no big deal. Yeah. Let's see, man. You know, there's another big game tomorrow, too, in the Champions League. Liverpool plays RB Leipzig. So Liverpool has been kind of shaky of late. So it's interesting to see if they're going to be another english team that transpires but all we care about here is chelsea so as long as chelsea beats atletico madrid or ties atletico madrid i think we're i'm gonna be pretty happy so we're good to go
1: all right man a lot of football talk i like it
0: yeah man soccer it's what it is man it's really gonna be a sport that is gonna be on the uptake so you know for you to get in at a ground level it's a great time Nah, to do man,
1: I'm, I'm learning a lot. And, I mean, I'm glad that the one team that I'm a fan of, Chelsea, is doing good right now. So. Absolutely. Absolutely <laughs> I'm right. riding that wave. You know yes, me, sir. bro. I'm a bandwagon fan. Yes, sir. <laughs> well,
0: a team that we're not a bandwagon fans of is the Dolphins. Diehard, baby. I ain't no bandwagon nah, fan there. Nah, you know, we're diehard. You know, cries and smiles. But they made some news, interestingly, recently yep. about their O-line position. Because we knew that it was a topic Of discussion that they were going to have right coming into the draft or trying to address it in free agency, which is happening right now. We see a lot of movement and they end up trading for the Titans last year. First round pick Isaiah Wilson, which is kind of crazy.
1: I got the article right here from ESPN. I can read it. Uh, It says uh, the Tennessee Titans have agreed to trade offensive lineman Isaiah Wilson, their first round pick last year to the Miami Dolphins. The Titans will send a seventh round pick in 2022 and Wilson to Miami for a 2021 seventh rounder to complete the deal.
0: Now, what does that tell you off rip?
1: It tells me that we are trying to invest in our line. What
0: it tells me is that the Dolphins are playing a game right now when it comes to the beginning of free agency, right? Because we are at the beginning stage that they're taking the approach of low risk or high risk, right? High reward. High reward. Because this kid... He's risky, huh? He's risky. He's had a lot of issues with the authorities. You know, he's been arrested for a DUI. Didn't even... He had more problems with the authorities, which was like five or six, than he had actual games for Tennessee, which was like four. So when you think about that, and the reason why Tennessee was so willing to get rid of him for a seventh rounder, you know that it's a guy that is hit or miss. You know, Mm -hmm. either he works out or he doesn't. Yeah. But we're not going to be spending money or trying to go after big agents or big names just for the sake of doing it to please our fans. No, we're going to try to find guys who are talented as fuck, who can make a big difference in a position of need for us, and somebody who can buy in and fit into our system. Yeah,
1: maybe he comes in and he likes what we're doing with our franchise and and Coach Flo's the guy to turn around his career, you know, get it started on the right path. He only played four games last year, so how much did we really see from him? And he
0: was, again, for you to be... A first-round draft pick, in my opinion... Out of Georgia. You're a stud. Have to be. You're a stud. Because first-round picks, man, when you look back into the history... How many like,
1: offensive linemen get drafted like that? You
0: know, not first not round. many, man. So you have to be athletically talented, like a real stud in football, to, to be drafted in the first-round pick. Mm-hmm. So he justifies the means when it comes to the football side. For me, you know, you mentioned Coach Flo. He has a history with Coach Flo, right? They go back because... They both went to, like, the same prep school upstate in New York, I I believe. And, you know, they've met on occasion and stuff like that. So he's familiar with Coach Flo and how he runs things. So maybe that gives him a little bit of a relief to be like well i'm coming to a place where somebody knows me yeah and yeah they're gonna be able to keep me in check and i'm gonna be able to trust them so yeah. maybe it works for them on that level hopefully you know if- he's also was the next teammate my bad to cut no, you no, off no, go for it but he's also an ex-teammate of our current guard right now which is solomon kinley both of those guys played at georgia together so uh, you know kinley's a year older than him so the hope is i'm sure on the dolphins part is to be like hey you know let's get him in the building. Let's get him here with Coach Flo, see where his where his mind's at, right? Put him in a good situation. Find him a home somewhere in Davie, quiet, nowhere chilling, right? Let's not put him in South Beach or anything like that. And just see what we can get out of him, you know? The worst that it costs us, the worst that it costs us is a four million dollar cap hit.
1: I if mean it doesn't and, work out. And and at the end and of the seventh th- round pick. And and at the end of the day, the best part about it is we're getting a seventh round pick alongside of him, anyways, Correct. for next year. So doesn't work out for him this year. We cut him and Peace. cut our cut our losses, and we got us we, we got pick another extra pick next next year, right? Correct. And so, if it,
0: and if it works, we just hit on a big big steal. Yeah, so, but I'm see.
1: I'm excited for what's coming up with the Dolphins. I mean, I know there's not a lot going on right now, but there's a lot of free agent buzz. There's players that are either not being picked up on the franchise tag or being looked at uh, into free agency yep. so I can't wait till we get into that later on
0: yeah a couple of guys that we kept an eye on too right like uh Galloway you know Kenny Galloway
1: Galloway Kenny Galloway out of Detroit that's an interesting situation there I mean he's gonna be they didn't franchise tag him he's gonna be a free agent I love the guy I, I like what he brings I like it as a like lot of fans do bro but I mean the Lions who knows what they're trying to do right now they got a new coach in, in Dan Campbell former uh Dolphins coach not head coach but Tight ends coach and stuff, and then also uh, they got Jared Goff. So I don't know if they're just gonna try to restart, restructure everything, and not pay him his money, or you know what? Yeah, they're, they're gonna, gonna try stick to bring with their back. guy, and that's our franchise guy. We're gonna pay him his money. So that's that a, might be a long shot, but there's two other guys out there that I'm keeping my eye out. I was just backs. gonna
0: mention them. I was just gonna mention them, which is Aaron Jones and Chris Carson.
1: I like both of those guys.
0: Both of those guys are really dope, and you know, like Aaron, not, not just for fantasy, pick, right, right? But in one, real life,
1: if i think pick one over the other. <laughs> I like Aaron Jones.
0: Really, man, you know, I was going to say Chris Carson Carson. because I like Chris Carson's, not his durability, but his big game style. You know, he's a guy that's going to wear you down. Aaron Jones is the the home run guy, right? He's going to be the guy that if you give him a lane, he can take it 60 yards to the house. But I feel like Chris Carson gives you that extra like power running back, you know, where you feel comfortable giving him the ball within the five yard line that Aaron Jones may or may not give you. you I disagree. Because only because Jones is more athletic and he's a smaller guy than Chris Carson. So I don't think that, you know, you're going to put him in an HB dive straight into the pile. No, you're going to try to get that kid to the outside or find a gap. Yeah, you played his strengths. You played he his has strengths he has that speed. as as opposed to Chris Carson. If you're in that, I think uh, they both offer. Five,
1: they both offer you different know, things, different of course. things, and, and they, they're both positive. They're both great for what they would offer for our team. But I, I, there's just something about the way that Aaron Jones plays the game of football. Like he and and it's just he's in, has a healthier report too. I mean, he, he's he's dealt with injuries before, but I feel like Chris Carson beats him out there with injuries. Yeah. Um. But either way, I mean, either one of those guys would be a great combination with Gaskin. I think you get both of those guys involved in the back backfield For sure uh, I like that backfield right there so I mean we'll we'll keep you guys posted any moves anything that happens with the Dolphins anybody they sign leading up to the to the draft in yeah April. man There's still uh, a lot of time left like I said time it's, left.
0: The, it's the beginning of the offseason you know so it's gonna be interesting to see when these guys start signing you know and, and who the Dolphins actually target because we'll hear about it you know and definitely tell you guys about it like we're gonna tell you about the hometown kid returning to his hometown franchise. We're talking about Hialeah's own Gio Gonzalez, yes, man. Yes, sir. Shout out to the homie Gio Gonzalez, man. Hialeah T-Bread. For sure. Where man. you
1: at, T-Breads? For
0: sure. And more shout out to to the Marlins for giving him a shot. You know, because it's not like a guaranteed contract. You know, they invited him to the summer to the spring training. And I really think he does have something to offer to this bullpen. I, I do, too. He's not gonna be the same all star geo, you know, from when from he, he you know, his time in Chicago and whatnot, or even with the Nationals, you know. But you're still gonna get a pitcher who who can go three, five innings, right? Yeah, Throw thinking, some stuff, get people out.
1: I'm thinking middle relief.
0: That'll be nasty. You know, three to have a lefty coming two, out. Three, yeah, two, three like that.
1: innings. You throw him in there. Plus, he's a hometown you know, hero. He's a local favorite. He's going to help with the fans and getting people into the building and stuff like that. Without just, a doubt. Just for the atmosphere, you know what I mean? Like, he's going to help. Obviously, you know, he's big into the community. So, he's going to get his, co- you know, his players, his teammates and stuff like that. I was going to say co players, like his co workers, <laughs> his teammates and stuff to, to obviously, you know, invest into his community and stuff like that. And it's only going to be that much better for the whole team. So, I'm really, really hoping he has a good spring training to you know compliment everything all the good things that the martins are doing right now for sure um and that the martins give him his contract man and he at least comes to comes to play for the fish for at least a year
0: i believe he'll make it man at at the end of the day because i really believe that he has something to offer to the bullpen you know he's not gonna be your number one guy he doesn't have to be our number one guy but again we can use a guy with his veteran knowledge right with uh, an expectation or how things work around Miami so that when we get other pi- other players in the building who may or may not be familiar or want to check out the city we have a guy here who can kind of let people know what Miami is about and have that grittiness that people from Miami are known about especially people from Hialeah so yep. we're, we're really rooting for the kids so shout, oh, out, yeah, to man. Geo, man. shout out to Gio, man but you know something that I was keeping an eye on um, out of the positions that we have available there's only one position right now that has a a battle which is second base.
1: Okay.
0: And second base is, there's a battle between Jazz Chislo, is right? The, the, the Bahamian kid? Yeah, bro. What a name, right? <laughs> come here, Jazz. <laughs> you know? Come here, Jazz. That's pretty cool. And a guy named Isan Diaz, you know, from Puerto yeah, Rico. Isan. And, and both of those guys kind of played a little bit last year. Um, they didn't really do well, obviously, first time in the show. You're getting called up for like a month and a half. You know, you, know, you maybe get like 16 Major League at-bats. Really hard to show what you're about in those 16 at-bats. It's an interesting topic to see who's going to get the the position because the the Marlins are definitely, definitely offensive-minded right now. They're definitely offensive-minded because they need production from the bats. You know, the one thing that we were lacking is having not big-time bats, right, like a 50-home-run guy, but just consistency, right, where we have seven guys, six guys batting, you know, 270 or 260 people getting on base manufacturing runs winning games four to two those are things that the marlins need to do we have the defense for it and like i said we're i feel like we're slowly building up the bullpen and the pitching staff to win games like that but offensively we got to have that pop and that's probably the one spot you know the second base spot that you can look at and be like well we didn't get production from it because even last year there was zero production from the second baseball we had so many people try to to dominate that position and the fact that two kids right two kids because neither one of those guys are like 25 years old so they're they're relatively rookies in in the baseball world yeah to have those guys battling out, that just lets you know the type of talent the marlins are building up in the farm system it's
1: young it's hungry right that's what we like to see you know guys that we build from the from the inside of the organization uh, Jazz is, you know, he's coming in, you know, challenging for the position. Hassan used to be a top; he was a top prospect coming out. You know, when we got him after we traded away Yelich and stuff like that. He started he off the spring. Of tra-
0: he started off spring training with a home run. Yeah, so, he, yeah, he knew what was on the line, right? No, and,
1: and this past Sunday he had a triple uh, on Sunday. You know, yeah, what I mean? he, he's batting really well now, so he knows. Uh, he admitted you know in in an interview that he had lost his confidence Oof. and I think now with this I mean he, he then after that he said that he's gotten it back you know in that same interview like I lost my confidence but I think I've gotten it back I think this this maybe is what he needed to get his confidence back so if that's what if that competition is gonna you know it's gonna nourish uh, a better athlete or a better competitor. Hell yeah, dude. I'll take that all day. Why not? Let's bring that in. And hopefully there's room for both of those guys on that team, you know, if they're both going to bring something good to the table.
0: Look, they're young players, number one. They're talented. Both of those guys, you know, Jazz is really a shortstop. So, we have a shortstop right now, right? Yeah. I'm going to go Rojas. But... Him battling for second pl- for second base just shows you his range defensively, you know. And and Diaz is a second baseman, so those guys battling it out is only going to increase the competition to so be like, let me get my game up, which is what you want for the Marlins. You yeah. want young studs to be battling it out for positions. Yep. They're both lefties, so there's no advantage on that, right? They're both quick, they're both defensively sound. It's literally going to come down to who bats better, who can produce more offensively for the Marlins, and that's what's going to win the spot. It's going to be dope to see, so it's something you guys to keep an eye on.
1: So talk to me about record. How have we we been looking so far through eight games in spring training? What do we got?
0: Pretty solid, bro. So far, the Marlins have won four times. They've lost one time, and they've had three ties. Yes, there are ties in spring training because you're not trying to play freaking yeah, twelve rounds, 12, twelve innings of spring training baseball. No I, which further. I
1: don't mind that all day, but because it is spring training, nobody's even watching the games unless uh, unless it's us when we drive up.
0: And let me be very clear: the wins and shit like that, that doesn't matter either. You know, you want the team to be playing well, and you want guys to be finding the rhythm. The fact that we are winning games is an encouraging sign Correct. because majority of the guys that are playing on that spring training roster are guys that are going to be on the actual roster. And they're young people, young players, people who are coming up, maybe third year in the league, and now they're starting to really get a foothold on how the league works and what they're go- what's it going to take, especially with now this COVID world, right? And how they're going to try to open up stadiums little by little. Hopefully the Marlins open up because we see that the heat are opening up. You know, we're going to catch a heat game pretty soon.
1: Oh, I already saw opening day tickets are on sale. Yeah. You know, so we, we got to look at opening opening uh, day tickets. April as 1st. long as
0: people wear their masks and they go out there and they're socially distancing, bro, let's go out there and have a good time. You know, go enjoy a baseball game. Go enjoy a heat game. Go enjoy a hockey game. Like we're going to do pretty soon. Yep. And, and make it happen because sports is our life, man. And without that, in our daily lives you know it's really a uh i don't want to say like a a getaway but it's really dope to relax to have that in your world in your world and in your life to enjoy bro
1: listen and i know we're we're still in this pandemic situation and we've been you know harping on social distancing and and all that stuff but we need contact more than ever yeah. I, and I and I saw that, you know, it, it, on this past weekend on Sunday, you know, at the tournament. It was nice to be at, at a professional tournament where there were fans even though it was all outside. They had, you know, strict mask enforcement. There was people walking around um to we make the, that. You know, to make the event safe. And and I'm all for that, but we also needed the people that were there in attendance to watch that golf tournament that day. For it was sure. it was the the energy was just, you know, you can feel it, you know, the the excitement uh everybody was just so happy to be out and watching a sporting event you know what i mean with a crowd it was it it was fun you know our whole life we were told to stand out and you know don't be part of the crowd but honestly on sunday it felt nice to be part of a crowd again and i can't wait till we're doing that for our home teams i really can't wait to go back to a home home game
0: and i really enjoy watching it on the tv right and seeing the guys wearing their masks in stadiums and in the arenas and stuff like that and being like all right bro if this is what it takes This is what it takes, but I need to see my team on the field. I need to be in a stadium with other fans of my team in order to enjoy this or feel that, you know, because it only makes the games better. You know, Champions League, they were talking about it today. You know, how crazy would those games have been with, you know, even if it's 10,000, 20,000. 15,000 fans, whatever. It makes a difference. a
1: huge difference. But I'm
0: glad we're trending towards that. You know, things are are turning upside. So it's something to look forward to. So I hope you guys are considering like doing that in the near future and just being as safe as possible to enjoy sports. Because guess what? We all love sports. This is the reason why the podcast exists. And to be honest, this is the reason why you're listening. So any way that we can get sports, we're going to take it. That's right. Speaking of sports, Panther's still up. I'm a little over twelve minutes left. What do you in the mean third.
1: Speaking of sports, of course we're speaking of sports. We hey just man, said this is a sports podcast. You get what I'm saying? Because we talk about everything here, bro. To you know be I honest, bust your balls every once in a while. It's all right, but we talk about everything here. Don't front. <laughs> what do we got? What's up? We got the like? Panthers
0: still up three to one against uh, Columbus. So hopefully we can get that dub and start another win streak. And we also got the Heat coming up against the Magic. You know they bounced back from the All Star game, and you know we didn't really have any Heat representatives in it, which is I think is what kind of killed us from what, really enjoying a lot of the festivities or really watching the game because there was no Heat there, I mean, the so. only
1: Heat presence there was Dwayne Wade as commentator, I saw. Yeah,
0: which is cool to see my dog doing a state. Yeah, but I like
1: to see him on all facets. It don't matter Dwayne Wade. So. Yeah. It but, is I, it. I but I do want to ask you, though, because we did have some kind of breaking news today. I mean, sure. it, it was kind of breaking, yet not really – But Myers Leonard uh, is getting some backlash from the Heat, yeah, uh, from the fans actually for after going because he's a big gamer. He streams on Twitch and stuff like that, yeah. And he's getting a lot of backlash, and he actually already had to issue a formal apology for uh, making a derogatory comment, uh, yeah, towards it was an anti-Semitic comment essentially, yeah. And um, what do you think about that?
0: Me personally, bro, I don't like it, and I don't like that you know by him coming out with the apology is gonna kind of like wash it away for what it really was worth. Um, should he have said it? Said it absolutely not. Did he have to apologize for it? Absolutely. In this day and age, right, the way people are, the way that society is trying to trend and be you know more respectful of people for you to come out and say that as an NBA player on a Twitch that you know is live and stuff like that, that's on you, just, bro.
1: To just blatantly the way that he said it, it was just so blatant, like he. Says it like he time. said it all the time you yeah, know yeah.
0: so that's on you man and you have to own up and take full responsibility like i wouldn't be surprised if the heat cut him
1: yeah i was gonna ask you that he's
0: that hurt be. not really contributing to the team so There's
1: a, i mean miami we have a huge jewish community and population here yep. that, that are fans of the miami Heat. proud I mean, proud, that's, proud bracket on that you know i wouldn't be surprised either if they if they just cut and they him. just cut him, yeah you
0: know and and deservedly so bro because again feel how you feel personally but keep those thoughts to yourself when you're on a platform like that and you're a professional because guess what number one that's not professional at all number two that's kind of disgusting to have that come out of your mouth and number three you know that this is something that is going to stay with you for you know however long it's going to stay with you because the internet never goes away twitter never goes away so you know 10 years from now people are going to bring up that tweet and be like oh you remember that day that miles leonard said this boom so, he really fucked up. It's on a bad that look. look. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, I hate to end on a on a somber note, so I guess we got to make sure we end on the right note and say... Heat magic, bro. Heat magic?
0: Yeah, man. Hopefully, the Heat beat that ass. Now, again, we keep moving up the rankings, man. Hey, we we need to get optimally into third or fourth spot. Yeah, I think more we can th- do that. More fourth than third for matchup's sake, but... I I would like to see them shoot for third.
1: I know we got to go, but shit, I just thought about this. What do you think about the Nets, the Nets now signing Blake Griffin? Fuck Blake Griffin. All right, we can just leave it at that then. Yeah, we'll <laughs> leave it at that. We'll save that for the next episode. We'll leave then. it at that. All right, we'll save it for the next episode. It's all good, though.
0: But, Jay... As always, bro. A pleasure, man.
1: Always a pleasure, homie. Always a good time. show. We're going yeah,
0: to get it popping on this perfect putt right now. Oh, yeah. So. Miami
1: golf, bros. Holler back. We're going to get it popping.
0: But for everybody who tuned in, thank you, as always, for listening. Don't forget, if you're listening go to the giveaway post drop two comments your guys are probably already subscribed to the podcast you listen to us all the time
1: just tag two friends like the post and tag two friends all you gotta do
0: and then you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to
1: tell another friend
0: about the giveaway and the podcast so they can subscribe listen see what we're about see what we're giving and and how we do the sports thing in miami because again nobody's bringing to you guys like we are here so stick with sports with so so we're definitely moving and improving so until next time everybody Peace.